and worship. I see her doing it normally, but we do it again. It is, uh, yeah, oh, you, you put it down, huh? Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like it loud. I know you don't like it loud, but you know, we like it loud, you know, when we preach. No, no, don't want They shouldn't run away. Okay. Um, look to your brother and sister and say, have a blessed evening. Come on. Yeah, we are going to have a good, wonderful teaching. Beautiful teaching. Yeah, look, uh, tell your brother and sister, listen to the word of God. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I am sure you have come here to listen to the word of God. Tell your brother and sister, listen to the word of God. That God will give us this inner ear. To listen to his word. Very, very critical. To listen to the word of God. And it's an important teaching. Important teaching. Yeah. Uh, so my dear sisters and brothers. I want to speak to you on a, on a topic called the inward man. Women don't get annoyed. Yeah. There is a man in you too. According to whatever. That's, that's what St. Paul says. There's a man in you. I, how old is he? I don't know. But he is in you. Yeah. So what I want to speak to you. You see. The word of God is very clear. You know, Paul, in some of his letters, is so clear. is uh, talking about the inner man the, who can control your life. So he's saying, in, he's, uh, this is the teaching. You see, he's saying, if you don't renew the in, inner man, the man that is within you, you will struggle in your walk with God. Amen? Say hallelujah. So I want you to listen carefully. Uh, listen carefully how you can change your life overnight. You and I can change our life overnight if you realize what is going within you and what is controlling your life. If you know that, you can change it in five minutes. Because once you decide to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, the Spirit of God will give you that grace. Amen? Say hallelujah. You can, you can even kick a habit. Why? You've already decided. And that's the power of the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit came so that we can overcome any sin, any area, wrong pattern, worldly value, worldly moral, any unbelief, any fear, any sickness. He can transform it in a second. Amen? Yeah? So, who is the real person in control of a person? Who is really in control of a person? Yeah, that's what I want to tell you. Who is he? Sometimes you may think it's your spouse. No. Listen to the word of God clearly. Sometimes you may think it is your mother-in-law. No. <laughs> mother-in-law has no role in your life. Amen? Yeah, you realize. It is not your boss. Not your boss. Who will control your life. Who is going to control your life? That's what I want to tell you. So if you know who is controlling your life, you know there's already the answer. All you have to do is renew it and change it. Amen? Then your life will be different. Yeah? So Paul, in his scripture, he always uses this word. The inner man and the outer man or the inward man and the outer man. He keeps using this and we want to see what is he meaning by that. You see, by now we already know this, right? The Christian life is a walk in the spirit. Amen? Yeah? There is only way, one way to walk the, uh, the Christian life. What is that way? To make sure that you and I can walk a life in the spirit. And that's the reason why Paul wrote the book of Romans. It's important you read the book of Romans. I, I know I've told you many times when I came, you know. If you listen to my earlier teachings, Romans is talking. Read, I said, remember Romans chapter 8. Many times I said, no. You see, if you read Romans 8, they say, 
many theologians say yeah, that the Romans 8 is one of the best chapters ever written by St. Paul. And why is that? Because he's talking how to live the Christian life in the spirit. The only chapter that has, uh, gives competition to Romans 8 is 1 Corinthians 13 on love. Some people just love love. This is so cute, love is. That's true. Love is cute, but it won't help you. <laughs> yeah? What he's telling is, you must live a life in the spirit. And that's the reason why meditate on, the, um, on, the, on, on, on Romans chapter 8. Has, so, so that the word of God will become alive in your life. Yeah? Also, I want to give a, uh, one or two points. How can we strengthen the inner man? How can I renew the inner man? Strengthen it, renew it, so that we, if you know that the inward man is controlling your life, what to do about it? It is carnal, it is sinful, it draws me to sin, it makes me do the things I should not do. Uh -huh. Now we know no, what Paul said. Why is it, he said. I, what I want to do, I do not do. You know why? Because the inner man is driving you to do the things you don't want to do. So what must you do? Renew it. If you renew the inner man, then it will do what God's spirit tells you to do. Then Christian life will become joyful. Amen? Say hallelujah and give me a smile. Joyful. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah? So, look at this beautiful scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, don't lose heart. Though... Our outer self is wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. Now, St. Paul is always, you know, if you read this letter, it's amazing. Huh? Uh, he's saying, your outer self is wasting. Nobody has a doubt about that, right? All you have to do is tonight again go and look at in the mirror. And you'll know how we are getting wasted. Or... Thank God for digital today, photographs. Just look at your photo last year. You'll be wondering, is it you? One year change. Why? Outside will waste away. Paul is saying, but don't lose heart. Outside will waste away. Yet your inner self is being renewed day by day. Paul is saying, do one thing he's saying to, this, uh, to the Corinthians. Renew the inner self. What he's trying to say is, pay more attention to the inner man than the outer. If you and I can pay more attention to the inner man, we pay a lot of attention to the outer man, right? I mean, we take care of our physical bodies, we jog in the morning, we run in the morning, some go to gym in the morning, they want six-pack, eight-pack, nine-pack. Amazing. Praise God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Keep it good. Keep it well. Don't forget the inner man. If you can nourish the inner man the way you and I nourish the outer man, the Christian life will be glorious. Amen? Say hallelujah. Half our problems will end. Not half. 99. Will end. You know why? Because the inner man will start influencing the outer man. Okay? So, you see the outer man is the physical body, right? The outer man is the physical body. And the physical body, five senses. One of the main ways that a human 
uh, that uh, tools that a human used to perceive the world or to communicate with the outer world we use our senses am i right what are the five senses sight smell hearing taste touch that is the way we communicate with the outside world god has given us these five senses now that is how we connect with the with our physical body what is the inner man the inner man is made out of the human spirit and the soul yeah this diagram everybody has seen right remember there's the body the soul and the spirit right the outer man is that body it connects with people through the five senses but the inner man is uh, is the human spirit and the soul the soul is important when we say soul what we are trying to say here it is made of three things mind that is the intellect heart emotions and the will so if you want the outward self and the inner self to be renewed you must focus on your mind your intellect your emotions remember the soul is the seat of all emotions am i right everything is controlled by here by soul that's why you will realize even though we make some retreats we are still carnal some things have not changed my old habits have not changed i made a retreat my anger never went away when was i most patient at the retreat center because you had no choice but you come back home the old nature comes back have you noticed it that's why a lot of people who go to a retreat and make a retreat you can't see much of transformation what you can see in them is they are becoming religious in other words we become devotees jesus is calling us to become disciples remember that disciples but what will happen if you continue to be like this living and disconnected then what will happen is you will become like any other devotee just like a pilgrimage you're a pilgrim just a devotee but it has no influence on your lifestyle it has no influence on your mind it has no influence on your emotion it has no influence on your will that's why you cannot know the will of god i'm sure many people come and ask us this question right what is god's will for me remember very difficult to tell it is not so easy this this is my uh, Uh, my take it is not so easy to pray for a person and say tell him about god's will for his life because you know why because if he doesn't concentrate on his inner man and renew it he will still not know god's will whatever you may do and and the will of god we know will of god is the most important thing to please god right in matthew 7 verse 21 jesus said not all who say lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but he that does the will of my father in heaven if you want to do the will of your father in heaven you must concentrate on renewing the inner man that's the only way you can get through otherwise you will struggle all your life christianity will become burdensome 
so many people, Christianity is burdensome. But Christianity, Jesus came so that you and I can enjoy our walk with God. Amen? Yeah. He didn't come so that we also will carry our cross, so burdened, so difficult. I can't do this. I can't do this. The, the world has influence in my life. I'm struggling to walk with God all the time. No, no, it's not like that. It is wrong. That is the reason, the reason for that is we have not uh, dwelt or dwelt on the inner man. Only outer man. So look at this. So uh, I just want to point out here. So when I use the word soul, yeah, I'm going to use the word soul a lot. What do I mean? When I use the word soul, I mean your mind. I mean your intellect. I mean your emotions. And I, I mean your will. Yeah? So that you have to keep into, in your mind. Yeah? Okay. So look at this. Famous uh, passage. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. What a challenge, right? Is it easy to keep your body, your mind, and your soul blameless till he comes? And we don't know when he's going to come. He wrote 2,000 years ago, I will come soon. And we are all still waiting, right? Praise God. That is because we are still uh, not blameless. <laughs> so he's waiting. And uh, you know, if you read the epistle of Peter, epistle of Peter, I think it is 1 Peter 2.24, I'm not too sure. Uh, you can look it up later on. Peter says, one way God will come again. What is the one way that Jesus will come again? Jesus will come again when you and I live holy lives. By living holy lives, Peter says, you will hasten the coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you're fed up of India, sorry, oh my, okay. If you're fed up of India, live holy lives. He'll come soon. Who? Jesus. If you're fed up of your mother-in-law, live holy life. If you're fed up of your spouse, live a holy life. Jesus will come soon. Simple. Peter says that. You read the book, uh, epistle of Peter. So, Paul is saying here that you may, your whole spirit, your soul, and your body will kept blameless. You see, uh, uh, let me see this, yeah. Uh, the spirit got renewed. When did our spirit get renewed? Our spirit got renewed through baptism. When we were baptized, we'll give a scripture again here, the spirit got renewed. Only one part of ourselves. What didn't get renewed is the soul. So if the soul is not renewed, there is an inner civil war in a man and a woman. Galatians chapter 5. We're not going into details here. Galatians chapter 5. What is St. Paul saying in Galatians chapter 5? He says it is, um, there is this conflict between the flesh and the spirit. Look at that. What is the flesh? The soul. So if your soul is not renewed, you will struggle all your life to live the Christian life. 
and he says paul paul says in galatians the works of the flesh because it is unrenewed the works of the flesh are adultery fornication gossip envy etc etc right and he said the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace etc right so how can i let the spirit that is renewed within me influence the soul that's important the when the soul is renewed three parts right body soul spirit am i right what happens when the soul is renewed the soul will lean towards the spirit are you okay the soul will lean towards the spirit it is two two against one if your soul is not renewed it will lean to a it will lean to what it will lean to your body that's the reason why we fall into temptations so easily that's the reason why we fall into sin so easily why the soul not renewed is controlled by the body if you want to live the christian life a life in the spirit then your spirit must influence the soul amen that is the real way to walk in the spirit so the inward man the inner man is the real you this is the real you you'll be wondering hey why am i like this have you noticed sometimes why am i like this why did i get upset today normally i'm a cool guy i got upset today i said something wrong because of the traffic i shouted at somebody why from where does it come that is important if you know where it comes from you'll plug it it comes from inside of you says james we'll come to that so when it work of the inward man we are saying like you know a man within a man <laughs> it's like a man within a man the real person living in a physical body the soul and that has to be taken care of yeah we were born on you through baptism praise god our spirit came alive through baptism in other words baptism is like being born again of course for us we have to be born again and again and again and again what to do but that's a born again experience through the 2 corinthians 5:17 this born again experience and baptism can be related right 2 corinthians 5:17 says what uh you are a new creation right therefore you are a new creation old things pass away look at that what is saying how what is this old thing your soul your mind old mind carnal mind old emotions outbursts lust envy jealousy gossip old things have passed away all things have become new what does this new the fruit of the holy spirit love joy peace kindness patience goodness wow then the light of god will be seen 
through you and through me through me romans 64 for we died and we were buried with christ by baptism look at this and just as christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father now we may also live new lives talking about baptism right romans 6 is beautiful about baptism what is baptism is saying you are immersed into the very nature into the divine nature of god of christ that is true baptism it is not about water some days i don't know what they going to do next 10 years in bangalore there'll be no water to baptize anybody also god bless you so water is not the indication no 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 water is a symbolic act symbolic act but what is baptism you are immersed into the very nature of jesus christ and when you rise up you rise up as a son and a daughter of god amen say hallelujah yeah that is the power of baptism and that happened for us right so that spirit has been taken care of and we are in the charismatic renewal the spirit is taken care of very very well in the charismatic renewal the spirit has been taken care of because we are the people who go for retreats we go for conventions we you know we pray pray uh, pray we read the word of god so the spirit is taken care of and we have made a mistake we left it there we never took care of the soul what is the soul the mind the emotions we didn't take care much therefore what is happening now is we are going through a potential conflict that inner war that 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 civil war what paul says in galatians this we are struggling the ways of the world and the ways of god clash so we're not too clear what to do which is correct some people say me which is correct which is correct the, the ways of god are correct so baptism brought us to a new life my spirit got renewed in baptism our physical body yeah, the outward man was not born anew but as inward man our human spirit okay you see when we speak and we communicate you know the inward man it talks through our mouth in other words it is our senses right so who controls your speaking the inner man he controls your speech it and then he, he uses it through that senses to communicate to people so if your inner man is not sanctified your speech will be corrupt amen are you with me so if you want your speech to be gracious as saint paul says you need to look at the inner man the soul james chapter 4 verse 1 look at what he's saying what causes fights and quarrels among you remember james is writing to who not the pagans he is writing to who believers what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you uh-huh. 
So what is causing quarrel, fights, husband, wife, families, brother, sister, leaders, church? What? It is inside. They come from within you. So if you want a quarrel to end, if you want a battle to end, if you want a war to end, it is not outside, it is inside. The inside soul must get renewed. Then it will dose that anger. It will dose it. You will become patient. You will get the fruit of the Holy Spirit, patient. You will become more peaceful. Because when patience comes and you become peaceful, anxiety goes and stress goes. It's a very important fruit, you know. Patience. Yeah. So, praise God. Say hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Thank you. My lungs are in good state. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I want to give you some scriptures, yeah? And then we'll go to how to strengthen the inner man. You see, in Ephesians 3.16, Ephesians 3 and Ephesians 4 is another amazing chapters you must read. Please. Yeah? Hello, don't look at me like that. Wow. Ephesians 3.16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So Paul is saying to Ephesians, who can strengthen you? The spirit that is within you. The spirit that is within you can strengthen you and influence the soul. But how to strengthen the spirit is the question. How to strengthen the spirit? We'll come to that. Look at the scripture. Romans 7.22 for my inner being, I delight in God's law. Uh -huh. What will make the word of God fruitful, inspiring? How will you get new insights, revelation when the inward man, the soul, is touched by the spirit? Have you noticed this? I mean, we all know this, yeah. It's a common knowledge. That in spite of all the retreats we make, we are yet to fall in love with the word of God. I'm talking about 90% of us. The majority of us who make retreats, who are in the charismatic renewal, are still struggling to read God's word systematically study God's word, right? Yeah, we know that. So what is preventing the inner man from getting strengthened? Because lack of scripture. Scripture will nourish your soul. If you don't do that, you will struggle. I'm telling you the truth. That's the, that's the, that's the truth. So if you just become a devotee and expect some renewal in your, in your, in your soul, you will be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. That's the reason why Paul is saying, in my inner, for in my inner being, I delight in the law of God. It is the soul. When it is uh, watered well, yeah, it will respond to the voice of God. The soul. Yeah, look at this. 
Colossians 3.10. And it says in the Colossians, and put on a new self, new man. You can put it on, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Uh -huh. He's saying, let your soul yeah, be renewed. What is soul? Mind, emotions, and will be renewed in the knowledge, in the image of your creator. What will make you and me more and more like Jesus? Renewal of the soul. Not the physical, right? It's the soul. Look at so. How to renew the strength, uh, uh, the how to strengthen the inner man or renew inner man? Just two uh, quick points. Yeah, two uh, two quick quick points. Yeah, okay. One is common knowledge. The soul is what the intellect, right? Mind and emotions. So you must concentrate on renewing the intellect. What is the intellect? Reasoning power. What do you use to make a decision? Your mind or your emotion? Hello. Hmm. But what I'm trying to say, yes, but the soul is the mind and the emotions. And sometimes we can make decisions through our emotions. How many times do we make it? If all could make decisions through the mind, very good. You can even make decisions through your emotions as long it is renewed. Then you will hear the voice of the Spirit telling you. Hi. Because it's leading to the Spirit now. And the Spirit of God will speak to you. Through your emotions also. Do this. Go there. Come here. Don't go there. Who will tell you that? Holy Spirit. Because now the soul is leaning towards the spirit and the spirit is leaning towards the soul and they become buddies. Yeah. And then you can walk with God hand in hand. Surely you can walk with God step by step. Why? Because the spirit is influencing you. Yeah. We know this common scripture but let me read it to you. <coughs> One way to renew of the mind is Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. We know Romans 12, 12 too. We have heard it number of times. That the solution to live the Christian life to live the victorious Christian life is the renewal of my mind. But I want to give you another version. Another version, which is so good. Yeah? Needs no explanation. Look at this version. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. The soul. And then he goes on to say, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, perfect. Uh, I think it is uh, NAB. 
I think it's NAB. Yeah? Or it may be that other translation. What is this one? No. Living translation. There's another one, no? The English Bible, you know, there's one more English Bible translation. It's called, no, no, no. Good news is uh, no news. Uh, <laughs> Look at, uh, sorry? N NLT, no, no. This is not NLT. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, next time, uh, next time you put me live, I'll tell you the version also. Yeah, uh, but uh, if you got any, go to Google, put this, you'll get the translation from which Bible it's coming. Okay, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. You see, how is that possible? Not to copy the customs and hey, we are brought up in this world. Have you noticed some people? I'm not uh, uh, talking about anybody specifically. Yeah? They're in the renewal. But their culture takes precedence. When, when you have to make decisions, when you have to go somewhere, when, you're, when your uh, son or daughter is getting married, uh -huh. why? Because our mind is not renewed. How many people have told me this? You know what people tell me? They say, brother, I don't drink alcohol. They tell me this. I don't drink alcohol, but I have to serve alcohol at my son's wedding because all my relatives will come. They say, what wedding is this? Without the spirit. <laughs> they served, so I have to serve. Don't fall into the trap. When I got married, let me tell you this. Uh, tomorrow is my wedding anniversary. Huh? Please, uh, 20 years, 20 years, yeah? Uh, good years. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, say a prayer for Priya and myself. You see, when we got married, you know, I come from the Anglo-Indian community. You know what Anglo-Indian communities, even if they don't eat, they will drink. They are like that. They are like that. They start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning. When Pentecost happened, it was 9 o'clock, they not drank, those people, no? Paul said, no, uh, the, the writer said, no, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning, they're not drunk. Oh, he didn't see the Anglo-Indians, you know. Look. They get up with the bottle, and they go to bed with the bottle. So, Priya and myself decided, I'm coming from an Anglo-Indian community, uh, Priya's uh, from a Tamil community, so they don't uh, drink, I think. <laughs> anyway, but we, for us, it's you know, common. Huh? The booze has to be served every day. That's, that's the, then only the party starts. So I made, a, I made a decision. I said, I will not serve alcohol. So, of course, my uncles and aunties, you know, they are, they are from the Portuguese background. And they, they served in the Indian army. And you know how it is? Bad luck. You must get it. So they told me, no alcohol, we are not coming. I said, no problem. Expense less. They came. You know what they did? They went out somewhere, drank and came. Where is Colin? Oh, this is the groom. Huh? But I made a decision. I didn't care whether my uncle came or my auntie came. I took a call and I took a stand. Sorry, I said, I will not serve alcohol. I don't want to copy the behavior and the customs of the Anglo-Indians. Yeah, I don't want. Renewal. That is renewal. 
stand up people will laugh at you also doesn't matter who is more important the lord he said don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world that's why you know be careful sisters and brothers don't justify your culture this is my culture brother no my culture gives this we get nothing in return i know some cultures they have to display what they will give you know that i don't know if you know the some cultures you don't know thank god you're not part of that culture i know cultures the woman the girl that is getting married has to display all that she's taking including utensils everything six pressure cookers for one for each in the family no that is look at our culture no we call ourselves believers aha uh-huh. look at the name we give ourselves believers we believe actually nothing we are we are conditioned and influenced by the world you must be conditioned and influenced by the spirit amen say hallelujah yesterday i was preaching at logos i banged them logos retreat no there's a residential retreat. i told them excuse me yeah because i was my talk was on financial freedom huh? i told them excuse me kill the dowry system kill it it's a curse it's a social evil if you experience the lord yeah that may be the culture if you experience the lord you're born of the spirit say no to it stand up for god stand up we need to stand up for the truth am i right some day or the other if we don't make a difference in the kingdom of the world kingdom of god no one will and lead by example that is the renewal of the soul that is the renewal of the soul the soul is strengthened it does not care about culture and none of us can change our culture so much can we change our culture so hard but you can live a part of a culture yeah changing the way you think and who is going to do this through the word of god word of god then you will learn god's will god's will is not so easy correct no not so easy i remember oh i got two more minutes can i take another five minutes yeah is it okay with you please sorry my sincere apologies i get carried away yeah yeah 10 minutes don't on they'll already the some other <laughs> but i want to share this uh, uh, the next point is uh, i don't have to elaborate once i was preaching in a retreat center and a priest came to preach with me he is coming to the retreat center for the first time to preach i've been already preaching there maybe 7 8 years to the youth and he came for the first time and as he was preaching one day we finished the retreat one day it's a five day retreat we were having dinner and this is what he told me he said colin it is so difficult to preach here 
I said, why father? I love to preach here. He said, it's so difficult because when people are, when people come to pray, when I pray for them, the first question they're asking me is, what did God tell you? He got frightened. He's saying, everybody's asking me the same question. Father, what did God say? They want something. Eh? So father was a little shocked. Eh? So he told me this. I said, father, I mean, you're a priest. You know how to handle it, no? Don't worry. You don't have to give an answer to everyone. You pray. But then being a priest is a smart priest. So next day when he was praying for people, again they came. Immediately he prayed for one youth. The immediately youth said, Father, what did God tell you? And he responded and said, God is telling me, telling me to tell you, go and sin no more. <laughs> After that, the queue became small. That's a, wrong, a big problem today, you know. The emotion, we just want to get carried away by one word. You want to become a disciple, the word will not carry you. Scripture will carry you. Scripture, yeah? So, very quickly, yeah? Uh, I, okay. Ephesians 4, 17 and 18. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Wow. Paul is saying, hey, don't live. Ephesians were believers, right? Ephesus. He's saying, don't live like the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Unbelievers. Pagans. He's saying, hey, don't live like them, please. In the futility of their thinking. Not renewed. Look what he says. They are darkened in their understanding separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You see, he's saying there, they are darkened in their understanding. Alienated, another version says, this version says separated. Alienated from the life of God. So the life of God will not flow through you. Because you are darkened in your understanding. Futility of your thinking. Not renewed by the word of God. The soul is not taken care of. You are living like a pagan. And he says you will get alienated from the life of God. How many Christians? Lifeless. Have you seen them? No life. They come to prayer meetings, retreats, sit like one turkey. Have you noticed some people? Unbelievable. <laughs> No life, no enthusiasm, no vitality. Why? The Spirit of God must fire your spirit. Amen? I've seen people, 25, 25, dragging their feet like this. Honey, where are you going? God only knows, they tell me. <laughs> Why God only knows? Because the mind is darkened. It's darker. It's alienated from the life of God. If it is alienated from the life of God, you will never understand the ways of God. Do what you want. And Christianity will become burdensome in your life. I want to close here. It's a beautiful teaching. I really wish you had more time. Huh? What? I mean, anyway, next time. We have to close here yeah, because it's already 8 o'clock. Yeah, the second point I want to tell you is the 
So what to do is increase the activity of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you increase the activity of the spirit in your life, the spirit will influence the soul, the mind, and the emotions, and the will. Amen. And how to increase the activity of the spirit in your life? Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Oh, wow. It will be unbelievable. Unbe emotions will become un uh, under control. What did Paul tell Timothy? God has not given us a spirit of fear, love, power, sound mind. And what is a sound mind? Renewed mind. Renewed mind. You will not be, God has not given you a spirit of fear. You will not be frightened of uh, inflation. You will not get frightened of demonetation. You will not get frightened of water scarcity. You will not get frightened of famine because you don't live like that. You don't live like that anymore. You know God will take care of you. The Lord is my shepherd. You will lack nothing. Whatever may happen to this country, whatever may happen around you, God will take care of you. Amen? Say hallelujah. Pray in the spirit. More and more and more and more. The activity will increase and it will renew your soul. Your mind should be renewed by the word of God. Yes, word of God and praying in tongues. If you do it more, you know, uh, one small thing before I leave. I don't know where I caught this or where I learned it, but I'm doing it. I want to tell you. Someone said somewhere, I don't know where I heard this message. Maybe on the TV. That if you read any book in the Bible, any book in the Bible, 50 times it will register in your mind for life. Wow. If you read any book in the Bible, 50 times it will re register in your mind. You can quote it and I'm already reading it. Yeah, but I'm a smart guy. I want to tell you this. I started with the book of Philomene. I said, let me at least read Philomene 50 times. So I'm putting a tally bar, tally bar, and reading every day, every day. I've come to 15 times. I'll finish it 50 times. But a good way to start, motivate you, do something. Or you want to read one chapter 50 times. Romans said, it'll sink into your heart. Amen. Say hallelujah. Come on, please stand. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Lord. We want to praise you that your word is new. Your word is always new and it energizes us. Thank you for this teaching, oh God. I pray for my sisters. I pray for my brothers here, Lord, that we will start concentrating, concentrating and taking care of the soul, of the soul, the mind, the emotions, and the will, Lord, and so that your Holy Spirit will influence the soul, and the soul will influence the body. Oh, Lord, give us this grace to read your word, because through the word of God, we can renew our minds, and through praying in tongues, give us this ability to really, really apply what we have heard so that we can be men and women of the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Say hallelujah. 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 Bless you. Thank you.